welcome to another episode of Divine Love, everyone. I am excited to have you here as we partake in tarot together and ritual together. This month we will be looking at ivy on the Celtic tree calendar. And we have, as always, goddesses and symbols or archetypes that will be joining us as well for this ceremony to give us a bit more insight into ivy as a medicine. So I'll start with telling you a little bit about ivy. I'm sure some of you have seen ivy growing in long trestles down the sides of buildings and it adds quite a unique and colorful energy to a space. So ivy just aesthetically is pleasing to look at and to sit with. But ivy has this tendency of moving towards the light. So no matter what environment ivy grows in, ivy moves in a spiral, in a growth pattern towards the light, as most plants do. However, ivy is very persistent and can often take over (laughs) because it is so persistent in its movement and growth towards light. So on a deeper level, if we're looking at ivy in terms of the energy, we see that persistence, determination, this connection, right? Because we're binding, ivy binds up, climbs up towards the light, (laughs) So we're looking at a higher level of consciousness because we're moving higher and bringing ourselves closer to clarity and insight. But at the same time, we are always tethered down into the soil and into the root of our being, right? So it's a really lovely image of of the DNA of this coding of our own inner patterning and, and how we grow. Ivy, right, is about our bonds, how we bind to things and our interconnectivity. And so Ivy brings us back to our inner knowing. Ivy is a journey back to the self. It is a journey uh, out and back again, which is why it is connected to the spiral. And this is one of the symbols we will be carrying with us today and within our reading. The spiral representing Ivy's growth pattern up, whatever it is that it is climbing. The spiral is a tool for growth and transformation. We're moving in, you can almost imagine moving down a staircase into the unconscious or or the root, let's say, and then coming back with a 
renewed sense of purpose, a remembering of our will and our why. <laughs> so the spiral is, is, is connected to the ivy in that way, right? Because I mentioned that the ivy is tethered at the root at the same time that it moves back out towards the light. Another symbol or archetype that we have with us today is the thread. Ivy threads its way towards the light. And so the thread is that which connects us to our center, our self, our truth, so that we are able to remember who we are, even in the midst of the distractions of life, where all these different energies and pieces of information and ideas are pulling at us and perhaps, um, you know, uh, inviting us into forgetfulness. <laughs> Not, not intentionally, perhaps, but, you know, distractions can keep us from remembering uh, many things, <laughs> one of which is our purpose and place for being here. As I was talking earlier about the interconnectivity of ivy, the thread is, you can think of a thread inside of a tapestry, right, where our, we are each a unique thread within the tapestry of life. So this is a ceremony where we will be called back to that unique thread of ours, that unique purpose and growth and why for, for having manifested in this life and in this body and in this time. And the goddess that will be sitting with us as we embark on this journey is the hoppy goddess of creation and thought spider woman this is a american southwest goddess i believe and she is said to be the creator of the world she wove the world into creation within their mythology the hoppy mythology and she's able to draw life and light from darkness. So again, that connects back to ivy starting in the soil and being able to grow with a sense of light, a knowing of light within you that draws you to the light outside of you. That is how ivy connects to spider woman and the ability to draw life and light from darkness, even from the most worst circumstances, giving meaning to life through through the patterns that she weaves this is spider woman she created the constellations to show the relation of one star to another again that idea of the thread that we are all stars in the sky and our <laughs> our shining adds to the the image in the sky the constellation in the sky we are a part of the constellation of of, of the universe so she gives meaning and purpose to those who look to her. And she creates through her thought and her vision and her clarity of consciousness. So as I said earlier about Ivy, finding that 
higher consciousness so you can know with wisdom and clarity what needs to be created. Spider-Woman can inspire us to to be weavers of our own life, to be creators of our own life. So that's just a brief introduction to this ivy ceremony. I'm just going to name again the symbols, archetypes, and deities that are with us. So we have the spiral, the thread, and spider woman, which I forgot to mention, but spider woman is represented on this deck as card 17 in the major, which is the star. So again, she's connected to the constellations and having put the stars in the sky she she wove a web and threw dew onto her web and this is what created the stars in the sky so she is fittingly represented by the star in the tarot card 17. so let's start this tarot reading i'm using my light sears tarot deck again this week if we're considering such big questions like our purpose here the why of our manifestation here the threads that remind us of who we are what are the questions we can bring to this tarot reading hmm. Because this is a collective reading, we will we will look at kind of collectively what it is that is calling us back to the center, that is calling us on a journey inward, that is calling us to remember who we are and our purpose here. We will we'll just ask what it is that is calling us. What part of us collectively is calling us back to the center for rebirth and transformation? Hmm. We have the page of cups in reverse. Hmm. I get a sense of a long lost friendship. I think about the friendships that we created in childhood and the way that our childhood friendships shaped us. Because in many ways, the people that we're friends with become, they, they tend to know us in a different way than our family knows us. And they 
shape who we are, right? Again, I think back to that idea of the DNA. They are a part of our DNA. They are a part of our growth. Mm. So I feel like we're being called back by our childhood parts. And childhood can be, I guess, anywhere from newborn (laughs) to, you know, even like 16 years old, you know, I, I, I guess there's not really a limit to it. It's more about just those meaningful relationships. If you can remember the meaningful relationships that you had as a kid and think back to that time and maybe how you were feeling, because this is the part that is calling us back the page of cups in reverse and the page of cups is often associated with that inner child and the image is interesting because we have a a young person sitting on the bottom piece of the card and we see that their legs are kind of dangling off and then we see their legs coming through at the top of the card so it's an imaginary type of world Uh, So we're also being called back by our imagination. There's something here about imagination. There's a pig flying in the sky with wings. So again, there's kind of like these imaginary worlds. So I'm really getting that inner child vibe where we played an imaginary world. We created imaginary worlds. And I think that I think that idea works well with the idea of spider woman who is a creator and she created the world so um yeah the part that is calling us back into the center to be reborn collectively is that childhood part so maybe there's doing some shadow work some type of just imaginative work engaging with your inner child often comes through imaginative means so this is kind of the thread I think that we can follow as as we are called back to our inner child our life-forming relationships we had as children and our relationship to imagination to play and what we use our imagination for. I think about kids who use imagination to escape, to help protect during traumatic or unsettling experiences. So yeah, I'm getting a sense that what's calling us back is our inner child, as I keep saying. Um, hmm. I know that I was saying that the thread could be our imagination, but I still want to ask the next question being kind of what is the thread? What is the thread we can follow that will bring us back to that center? If we're being called by our inner child to come back to the center to find that sense of rebirth or maybe there's something that we've lost and we need to find from our childhood, I think about soul retrieval. What is kind of the thread or the signposts we can follow that, you know, as we're moving towards our center and reclaiming parts of ourselves, 
um, that again we may have lost along our journey or disconnected to and we're trying to kind of reweave that connection what is the thread Three of Pentacles. Hmm, there is communal creativity in this card. It's a very fitting image because we have a family, what looks like a family that is weaving together a tapestry that has three pentacles woven into it and there's someone holding up the tapestry there's another one feeling the threads of the tapestry and there's one that seems to be adding the yarn and there is a sense of joy and belonging in this card and each has a purpose each has a place I feel like we are being asked to consider our our own place in the in the dynamics that we have in the relationships we have consider the value we bring to our communities the parts that we bring that make up the tapestry Wow, this is really beautiful because it feels so encouraging. It feels like we're being called to remember why we are important. And maybe as a child, we can feel not very important because we get lost in a crowd. We're so small, like Spider-Woman was. <laughs> she was, I forgot to mention, but she was so small that at the beginning of time, no one thought that she could do anything but she was the only one who could venture to the lake of fire and back to bring back light and warmth and again that makes me think of the inner kid so often we underestimate the power of children the creativity of children the wisdom and insight children have to bring and and, and they are they are our future right it's easy to underestimate their voice. And so maybe there's a sense of like, imagine going back into your childhood and having a voice. Imagine now that, for example, maybe you're outside of circumstances that were, that were dangerous for you as a child and now you're in a more safe space you can create space for your inner child to speak and have the voice perhaps that they did not have as a child. So yeah, that's the thread that we can follow. Those spaces where we can have a voice and even when we recognize that we are restraining our voice, kind of perking our ears up in those moments, having that higher consciousness, that awareness, when we are, again, restraining our voice and really reconnecting with 
how wonderful and lovely we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so that we don't feel so disappointed in ourselves or like we're not enough or like we're not wanted or like we're not important. Just following those moments when in a moment you feel that sense of belonging and purpose and you see your place taking time to let that absorb into your body and integrate into your system so that we can call back to it in moments when we start to doubt and also as i said perking your ears up when you feel that sense of i don't belong here or i have nothing to contribute here and that's where some wounding is. So that's where we might be able to go back, where we're being called to the, back to the center to shift or let go. Um, there's like parts that are blocked or not quite connected. Yeah, this is not, as I've said in the past, about being perfect. It's just about being able to grow more. If, if there's like a block somewhere, then maybe it's keeping us from growing. Like, like a plant that's in a pot, that's too small for them. Perhaps there's a limiting or constricting belief that we're still holding on to that can be dislodged by going back, kind of going back into the tapestry, finding out, you know, if you knit, you you see where you've you've misstepped, you know, where there was, oh, here I didn't do this stitch, I did that stitch, and and unstitching and we reweaving. So it's a healing healing journey back to the center um, to come back reborn so let's just follow the thread here the first card was what part of us was collectively calling us back to the center to be reborn which was the page of cups in reverse the thread we could follow to find our way is the three of pentacles. Mm. And what it is that waits for us at the center is the last question, you know? And I'm not trying to be so predictive, but more like when we feel it we'll know kind of thing we'll know this is it this is it that this is like the center this i'm here i'm i'm here now i can feel it all right we have the nine of wands in reverse i didn't mention earlier but recently i've been using reversals as a sign of shadow in my reading so the fact that we have page of cups in reverse and nine of wands in reverse means we will be working with things that are perhaps we're a bit blind to or asleep to or numb to so I just before I even interpret the Knight of Wands in reverse, paying attention to those areas in our bodies, in our thinking, in our emotions, in our stories, the parts that we avoid, those are what 
is going to be asking for our attention. You know, we're going to be feeling that because in this journey where we can't avoid the parts that need healing. So what awaits for us at the center, the nine of wands in reverse? Hmm. Hmm. The look on the woman's face in this card is kind of suspicious, like she doesn't quite trust (laughs) the person that she's looking at. She is guarding this field behind her and is holding a staff in her hand with a torch. Mm. And the night is coming in. Mm. so there's like a sacredness here because again it feels like she's protecting a space and and perhaps what will be found even as I ask the cards is it will it'll be for you to know I really get this sense that each of us individually has their own center has their own root has like a a space within them that is only meant for them to kind of enter and I think about how in the old testament of the bible only the priests could enter the holy tabernacle of the lord so you know I guess all I can say is that we will be met by a fierce protection because we're trying to enter into something that is holy and sacred and perhaps we're not quite like at a level of openness or understanding to enter a certain space I don't know if that makes sense but like Think about those areas in your life where you only really let the people you trust the most in, you know, because you know who has the understanding. Yeah, who you know who it is that like has the understanding to pass a certain threshold with you. You know, you might tell someone in your family one thing, but not tell another person that very same thing because you don't necessarily trust them to be able to hold it well so I feel as though there is like a memory or a feeling that our inner child is calling us towards and it has something to do with a a memory or a feeling that maybe has like a lot of shame attached to it and has built a very fierce protective wall to keep it safe from shame from judgment of others and so I feel like we'll know when we've like reached the center of a wound let's say when we feel like a that fierce protector come up and that could be like an anger that could be a jealousy again they're 
associated with like shadowy feelings. So these are feelings that, you know, in our culture were kind of put a bad taste in our mouth. <laughs> but that's when we know we're tapping into something that's very vulnerable and is requiring attention that is understanding, patient, and is not trying to go in to fix, but to really understand and cultivate compassion, that, that light, that compassionate light in the deepest, deepest center. So that part, that feeling, that memory can come right back up the spiral reborn, re renewed, you can think about the story of Persephone coming back from the underworld, right? That was a, a spiral journey down into some sort of death, but then there was a transformation that happened as she finds her way back up to the middle world. I just want to say, and I wrote this down before I did the reading, <laughs> before I even started recording was that the potential feelings that we may experience this month are vulnerability and fear because when we are tapping into things that maybe are echoes of the past and we've kind of lost connection to them in some way perhaps we don't understand why we have a certain reaction to something or we've always behaved a certain way regarding x i don't know if i'm being too vague but for example i'll give you a solid concrete example ever since i was a kid i was scared of sleeping alone and so those are things where we're being invited to kind of look at and reweave and mend and heal because spider woman is ultimately you know, a huge part of her medicine is that she heals. She can go back into the pattern and reweave. So we might be feeling really vulnerable this month. And I mean, no matter any month, really, because every season has its potential for vulnerability. And I actually read an interesting article the other day written by a woman named Cindy Brannan. And she was talking about how vulnerability is neutral. It is neither good nor bad, but it is how we respond to our vulnerability. So when those feelings of vulnerability surface, how do we respond? And I think that there's healing work even in just following the thread back. I feel like along this journey, we will be ready when we finally meet that space that is like fiercely protected. And again, we're in Leo season. So think about that lion. Think about the strength card in the tarot with the roaring lion, typically the, the lion being soothed. So there's something that has been being fiercely protected for a long time that lies within us. And our inner child is the guide that is drawing us back through that sense of community and belonging and as we move along the thread back and we we follow the thread of community and our, our purpose and our place here that in itself will be the 
nourishment that sustains us and supports us as we enter deeper into the center of our transformation, death and rebirth. And then when we have finally reunited with maybe a lost piece or a misunderstood piece or a piece that has been cast out or locked away, coming back up the spiral and again following that thread of community back up because we need support and that is another theme of ivy we need support strong bonds to help us transform and to integrate health and wellness into our lives we need a community that supports us which again why speaks to the nine of wands in reverse kind of knowing who that is that's really important and yeah (laughs) that's the reading that I have for us and it's interesting because August 11th we'll be having a full moon in Aquarius and the card that I pulled from my moonology oracle card the full moon in Aquarius the message is show the world the real you so again we're we're kind of doing this and maybe you'll some of you'll be interested in looking up soul retrieval it's a shamanic practice of kind of reclaiming reintegrating parts of ourselves that have been cut off because those parts are an integral part of who we are and of what makes us shine like the stars we are and we are being called by our inner child to reintegrate them so that we can live more fully and this is an interesting note the ivy is an evergreen so this is like that life energy and it's the evergreen that gives us hope yeah i'm wondering what i can do to end this reading i'm going to read an excerpt from a book called No Bad Parts by Richard C. Schwartz. And it looks at healing trauma and restoring wholeness through the internal family systems model, which is a therapeutic model. And this particular excerpt is within the context of he has a client who has been harming, self-harming, and he decides to start to speak to the part that is harming his client. And he had an interesting conversation uh, with this part of his client. And so this is, this is what the excerpt I'm going to read. It began to dawn on me that maybe these parts aren't what they seem. Maybe like children in dysfunctional families, they are forced out of their natural, valuable states into roles that sometimes can be destructive, but are, they think, necessary to protect the person they are in. So I started trying to help my clients listen to their troublesome parts rather than fight them and was astounded to find that their parts all had similar stories to tell of how they had to take on protective roles at some point in the person's past, often roles that they hated but felt were needed to save the client. When I asked these protective parts 
what they'd rather do if they trusted they didn't have to protect. They often wanted to do something opposite of the role they were in. Inner critics wanted to become cheerleaders or sage advisors. Extreme caretakers wanted to help set boundaries. Rageful parts wanted to help with discerning who was safe. It seemed that not only were parts not what they seemed, but also they each had qualities and resources to bring to the client's life that were not available while they were tied up in the protective roles. So I read that because I feel like it speaks beautifully to the spread that we've just done. And I will give us some music to help us prepare for such a journey. I think I'm going to do some drumming for us. My intention with this drumming is to be a form of almost like preparatory meditation for this journey that we are going to be embarking on collectively. So that is an interesting reading. I hope that you will allow it in all of its mysteriousness to just wash over you. Uh, don't feel afraid of who you are. I know it's easy to feel afraid of who we are, but let's, let's work on loving ourselves. Let's work on finding ourselves 
and remembering that if we can cultivate communities where we are learning to love ourselves and one another, there will be less parts of us that are cut off. There will be more integration. There will be more creativity. There will be more abundance because there will be more of us showing up who we are as the shining stars that we are. (laughs) So that's the message for Ivy. Again, it was strange, strange vibes today, but we worked with them and here we are. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if there's anyone you think might find some morsel of entertainment or guidance from this podcast, please feel free to share and I'll see you all again in a month.